everywhere we move And everything we talk about be barreled in the truth Roll them out, roll it up And if there's doubt, then we hold it up To the written word and we pull it up That's a little bit of bourbon in our cup And along that narrow road we stroll We take our cares up to the Lord Then kick back with my boys and chew the fat about the world So relax, put up your feet With that stogie between your teeth Speak your mind and make your speech With every line full of grace and peace Yeah uh, yeah, yeah. Everywhere we move, we move, and everything we talk about be barreled in the truth. In the truth. Yeah. Everywhere we move, and everything we talk about be barreled in the truth. Yeah. Yo, what's going on, guys? Thank y'all so much for tuning in to Barreled in Truth today. We are super excited to be here, back on video. Uh, we spent a couple, a few oh, episodes, man, not I just forgot. a couple. Already. What? I forgot what was on video. Oh we my video, gosh! Man. Yeah, we on video. We on video, yeah. brother. Uh huh. Yeah, we got him on video. I'm Mug shot. Now. Nah, you be nah, alright. <clears throat> nah, but we're excited to be back on video, man. We took a few, a good few episodes off of video, um, but we're excited to be back going, uploading to YouTube, uploading to TikTok, getting some clips out and stuff. Um, it's been exciting, man. Uh, we are glad to be in the saddle tonight, recording some episodes for you guys. A um, little update: so we did just get back from G three. It was super fire. We we got to sit under some awesome um, pastors, and we got to come back on Sunday and sit under the awesomest pastor. You know what I'm saying? My got to favorite, sit under, yeah, facts. Preacher. We got to sit under our boy, yes, sir. And it was it, it was really good, man. We learned a lot of stuff. We made a lot of connections. We talked to a lot of people. Um, so I'm excited, man, for the road for the road ahead. But as always, let's start it off, man. I am currently smoking on a Gurkha Titan um, fire cigar, courtesy of Michael. You know me. I be forgetting sticks. So, um, And we're at my house, man. It's crazy. But I'm, I'm smoking on a, Gur- a Gurkha Titan. It is very good, man. Gurkhas are great. I love them. And I'm sipping on, what is this? This is the 1792. Yeah, that bottle and bonds. And it's a store pick. It's fire. Chris, what you got? Smoking a... Don Carlito, um, God of Fire, Serie B, and drinking the Bottled and Bond 1792. Big facts. Yep, so I'm smoking on a Drew Estate Undercrown Gut Stick. I got the big, thick one. It's got a strong smoke to it. I'm, I'm enjoying it. And I am sipping <coughs> on the Old Forester Bottled and Bond. Really good. I'm enjoying that. <clears throat> yeah, man. Super excited. Today's episode is going to be on taming the tongue um we got a little convicted over that over g3 uh just talking to some people that's been listening to our podcast stuff like that so we just kind of wanted to talk about that and you know give our view on it uh with a biblically reformed perspective so i'm excited for that and just a little side note um just because of of a lot of things going on recently uh just know that when we drink bourbon on the podcast we do it in moderation just saying (laughs) yeah Go ahead and start us off, Satorio. What you got? Yeah, so yeah, so the echo, uh, Devin. You know, we um, you know, we wanted to do an episode on taming the tongue. I mean, it was a, it's an episode that we will eventually get to. Um, there's a lot to talk about in the Bible. Uh, so, and uh, recently, you know, we really got convicted <clears throat> over you know just this topic, and obviously, we will get into the fact that taming the tongue is not simply just not cursing um it's way more than that sure. uh, which we will get into but you know with that being said you know we got to meet a lot of you guys that listen and thank you yeah for man listening. that was we got that to was meet awesome. a lot of you, you guys at g3 and hug y'all and man y'all showed out and 
gave us a lot of love and um you know one of the conversations we had joke she was jokingly you know um a mom who plays the podcast every week and her kids listen um she said you just gotta watch your language she was just kidding she was she wasn't tripping you know right. she was just joking but you know i took heed to that right yeah you know? yeah for um, sure i did because um you know Kids do listen to it. You know, mm-hmm. I, I do want, you know, uh, people to be able to play our podcast while their kids are in the car and things of that nature. So it really made me, you know, take a step back and uh, check my heart on that. And the Holy Spirit really began to just kind of uh, convict me on that. And just and the the cool thing about this is you guys get to see us grow. Right. As we right. Do the podcast. I think a lot of people in Christendom. Uh, especially that have a platform, you just don't see them grow spiritually. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you see the finished product. Yeah, that's they, what normally you know, happens. They they act as if they already the presented, have a, right? Yeah. yeah, presented. Yeah, yeah, yeah they're presented sure. as if they've already arrived. And you know, we are steady growing uh, because Scripture calls us to continue to grow and, and pursue that. So, with that being said, you know, we're gonna dive into James chapter three. Um, this is kind of where. Uh, the hallmark passage for taming the tongue is obviously there's other passages but this is kind of where um i landed so in james chapter three uh starting at verse one right out the gate right out the gate i mean he starts heavy here i will try to say from now on gehenna and darn Instead of other words, right? <laughs> we appreciate that. We're gonna try to. Yeah, yeah. I'm about to say. And, and, hey, and if I'm anybody is the worst <laughs> at non taming their tongue, it is your boy. I am very bad, like a and sailor's episode, mouth, and, and full, it is terrible. Full disclaimer: This episode the disciples does. Disciples were fishermen. Yeah. yeah. This yeah. episode does not mean that you may never hear us slip up. Right. Because we get passionate, you know, right. especially depending on what we're talking about. But we are gonna be mindful. And try to honor uh, Christ in every area, including you know how we talk. I, I just want to say, like, like my wife, when I told Carly, "Hey, I'm gonna try to really stop, you know, cussing and stuff like that," she was like, "Huh? What?" And I was like, "Yeah, bro. I mean, I, it's literally been a part. I've been in construction, you know, my whole life. Uh, you know, working these kind of jobs outside in the heat, hanging out with other guys that are just. I mean, you're sweating, you're working. It's it's rough. And I mean, that's not an excuse, of course. But you know, I've grown. I mean, I literally grew up mm-hmm. my entire life being around it, so it was normal to me. Mm-hmm. So this is this is all new, and it's gonna be hard. It's gonna be rough. There's gonna be a lot of slip ups until I see progress for sure." But only on God's strength can I can I persevere. So. Well, I think the taming of the tongue obviously is it's more broad than that, but it's way more that broad. Is yeah, one, yeah, one for aspect sure. Aspect of it because context matters. Right, 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 for sure, know, uh, and things like that. And so I think that it's a curse word is like every other word. It depends on context and how it's being used. And right, right. What, what is the purpose of what's being said and things like that? Yeah, so, for I sure. Think sometimes, yeah, certain, for sure. I think sometimes. Depending on the emphasis, you know, it might be necessary sometimes. sometimes right. You use some harsh language. Yeah, sometimes, you, you know, harsh, harsh language is required depending on what you're dealing with. You know, obviously, we're not giving you a meal ticket to just be mm. loose with your words because right. that's unbecoming of a Christian. You need sure. to have some self-control, mm-hmm. um, you know. Which is the fruit of the Spirit. And, so. you know, crazy, you know, us, all of us being in ministry, um, you know, two pastors and my man over here, he will be a pastor one day. Dang, um, that's crazy. Right out the gate. Two pastors and this guy. <laughs> my bad. This guy over here. This <laughs> scrub. Bad. Nah, no, but Devin, my you know, fault. Devin will. De- pastor's heart. We'll Devin has a pastor's heart, so we're going to treat him as such um, and hold him to that same standard. Right out the gate in James 3. 
not many of you should become teachers, mm -hmm. my brothers, for you know that we who teach will be judged with greater strictness. A, a, a chapter, a passage on taming the tongue, that's where he starts. Right. That verse keeps me up at night sometimes. Yeah, yeah bro. it should. You yeah, should tremble. Sure. You know, we should tremble when we read that. It gets me up <clears> in the morning. You know, it's, it's one of those things when it, it's heavy. Very heavy. You'll give an account for those things. Not what you, Jesus said, you'll give an account for every word, you know. Right. But um, especially when you desire to become a teacher and you're <clears throat> trying to express that calling and teaching the depths of the, the scriptures and, you know, the truth of God's word and, and things like that, you, you just better be careful yeah. you know, how you're teaching people because you may unwittingly be leading people astray or yeah and if you things like that and you get your theology call, right bro yeah and if you're teaching bad theology and leading people astray from jesus or if you're teaching that kind of theology that makes people think it's okay to not um serve in the church and be faithful to the church man you're going to be held accountable for that yep so this this that verse alone james 3 wants you to keep every person that is in ministry up at night and just talk about jesus terrible. man um <laughs> give him his credit bro <laughs> Just talk about Jesus. <laughs> and so right after that, he says, you know, for we all stumble in many ways. And if anyone does not stumble in what he says, he is a perfect man, also able to bridle his whole body. So clearly James recognizes this is not possible on your own strength. Nothing is. Yeah, yeah you, you for sure. You can't do this. Um, and then just to skip a couple of verses going to uh, verse five, you know, where he says, so also the tongue is a small member, yet it boasts great things. Mm. You know, isn't it mm. crazy that this part of your body can get you in a world of mess? Yeah, bro. If you're not careful. Um, and the most dangerous muscle. And, you know, he gives a, he gives us an example where he says, you know, how great a forest is set ablaze by such a small fire. The tongue is a fire, a world of unrighteousness. <clears throat> the tongue is set among our members, standing the whole body setting on fire the entire course of life and set on fire by hell. Um, then he gives some examples. And what really messes me up in this passage is when you get down to verse 8, where he says, But no human being can tame the tongue. It is a restless evil full of deadly poison. With it, we bless our Lord and Father, and with it, we curse people. Mm, I knew that was coming. Down the road cursing people. Then we want to start talking about, oh, praise the one who paid my debt. Right, right. <laughs> Listening to worship music and cursing people at the same time. Because they don't know how to drive. Yep. Yeah. Following From the close. same mouth comes blessings and cursing. You know, so that, you know, oh. that wrecks me. I, pre I actually preached this uh, passage. Uh, the first sermon I ever preached when I was serving under Dr. Buckley at Riverside Baptist Church, this was actually the passage that he gave me. We were preaching through James at the time. He went hard on you. Yeah, that was the my first time preaching there. That was the passage he gave me. Um, and man, you know, this passage, man, it still convicts me the same to this day. Um, you know, the same mouth that we use to pray over our, pray over people and to mm -mm -mm. sing these worship songs we sing is the same mouth we use to, you know, slander someone or you know curse someone out mm -hmm. yeah, so we got to talk about that fellas <clears throat> yeah you're talking about two different types of water coming out of the same fountain and but <clears throat> there's a uh, a passage in the gospels that you know where jesus is talking and when we're talking about taming the tongue and obviously 
that is the immediate passage that comes to mind. Yeah. Rightfully so. But Scripture has a lot to say about our conversation and, and our words and how we use them. Mm-hmm. But Jesus said that what comes out of the mouth comes from your heart. Yep. And you guys have heard me say before in sermons, you know, we live in the South where we say bless their heart or and, and things like that. But, you know, we say, well, we don't necessarily know a person's heart. Well, I think that we can have a pretty good idea of what's in a person's heart because Jesus said, listen to them. Right. Yeah. And listening to a person and listening to how they consistently talk will show what is in a person's heart. Yeah. And that, you know, it's crazy you right. mentioned that verse because I have that in my notes. That's Matthew twelve thirty four, where mm-hmm. he says, you brood of vipers. Mm-hmm. Mom shagged the devil. He said, <laughs> you're sons of the devil. Literally. I mean, Jesus goes off. He mm. says, you know, he says... <laughs> religious well, people in the world. I mean, Race. literally, he called them <laughs> a brood of vipers. And he, go, he says, how can you speak Your good? Is the devil. Sleep well tonight, Pharisee. Dang. And My man goes off, bro. He did. I mean, Jesus went off, you know, and that verse, man, Matthew 12, 34, it really messes me up because, you know, he says, For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Mm-hmm. Man, so how what you say, the things you talk about, the things you converse about, mm-hmm. is what really you're passionate about really reveals right. who you are. Re- I mean, where, where you spend time, you know, where, where you spend a, a majority of your time really shows where your heart's truly at. You know, and, and we see that everywhere. Well, I heard I had a uh, an old Baptist preacher tell me one time. Uh, he said, "People talk about what they think about, and they think about what they love." Mm-hmm. And so I like that. What what you consistently talk about and how you talk about those things is an indication of where you are spiritually. It is it is an indication of the condition of your heart. If you're constantly negative, if you're constantly self-seeking, if you're constantly looking for affirmation or applause or things like that. I mean, the conversation that Jesus had with the Pharisees when, you know, when they were griping about the disciples not washing their hands before they eat, you know, he's like, you know, what comes out of you is more important. Mm-hmm. What what because what comes out of you, and you're talking about what to eat and things like that. And he says what comes out of you is more important because that comes from your heart. Yeah. And how it comes out is as equally important as what comes out because that consistently shows the condition of a person's heart. If a person is chronically negative and constantly complaining, bemoaning the heavens being a victim they're they're not in a good place spiritually because they're not suffering well they're not understanding contentment in christ or what god is trying to teach them in that moment or season in their life Mm -hmm. and they're too busy because paul says in in philippians 3 to do all things or in philippians 2 to do all things without complaining right that means everything that yeah, means going to drive through. It means going <clears throat> driving down Haywood Road at five thirty on a Friday afternoon, or down Highway eighty five, or <clears throat> unloading the dishwasher, or rearing your children, or even going to work on Monday morning, which no one likes to do. He says to do all those things without murmuring. A murmuring lot of, is not a spiritual gift. Yeah, I mean, a, a lot of people. Ooh, I feel like a lot murmuring. of people take all things and they take all the letters out of the word all and put in some. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I mean, that? And, and that goes with everything, right? <laughs> that goes with everything. They go with that right. with with you know, not not murmuring or not not doing things begrudgingly. 
with all things, and they also do it with the sovereignty of God. You know, he can't be sovereign over all things. There's only some. You can only be some, you know, sovereign over this part of my life, but not this one. You know, well, we get that throughout all the time. Like, Christians mess up this all things consistently, but we see it through Scripture everywhere. It's, it's the height of human arrogance to try to determine and dictate what God is sovereign over and what he's not. That just shows Facts. that we have way too high of an opinion of ourselves. Mm-hmm. For sure. We yeah, we're prideful, bro. Go we off. Ex- we express those things, obviously, verbally, right. when we're complaining uh, about certain situations rather than talking to our Abba in heaven and, and what he's trying to teach us in these moments and how mm-hmm. we can better shine uh, a light for Christ in those moments or in that suffering or in that hardship or whatever the case may be. Yeah. Paul said, you know, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Right. In Philippians 3, that was, or 4, that was about contentment in Christ, you know. Um, and so, again, how we're verbalizing the plight of our life shows a lot about the condition of our heart. Wow. Right. How, For sure. Man. Oh, my gosh. That's so good. Mm. That's That's good, man. You know. You said a lot there, man, and you know, and that really emphasizes what I said in the beginning that you really can, you can um, have an untamed tongue and never use profanity. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Some yeah, of yeah, the exactly. mo- sure. some of the most untamed people with their tongue do not use profanity that I know. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Right, right. And especially if you're in the South, you can get cursed, slam they out. They use Christian cuss words. Without using yeah, a curse bro. Word. Bless they, your heart. They use the Disney curse words. With the, Bless we, your heart. We, we would give it the PG-13 rating because right. we don't want anyone to think of us. And and the sad reality is is that I can I can be bemoan the heavens and question God and, and, and complain and murmur and gripe and, and be self-seeking and self-aggrandizing or whatever, and I can do all of those things and package it in a very religious way because I'm not using the quote-unquote curse words, and they will con- still consider you spiritual and holy and not call you out on all the other things that are happening in your heart that are being verbalized in your words. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because that's just the culture that we live in. Yeah, we There's live- certain stigmas associated with certain things. You know, uh, so when we're talking about taming the tongue— Obviously, that is the, the, you know, John Calvin said the tongue exists to reveal the heart. Right. John Calvin Love said that. that. And so, you know, obviously we use the tongue for other things and taste and things like that. But John Calvin said that reveals who you are. Right. Yeah. That reveals what your heart is like. And he's just piggybacking on what Jesus said. Yeah, right, I mean, right, exactly. Yeah, 100%. So, you know, there's so many different passages that talk about outside of James' conversation and our words. Ephesians 4.29 says, Receipts! Let no corrupting talk come out of your mouth. Now, let me pause there and say that everybody who hears that is going to immediately go to the curse words. Curse words. Right. Yeah. Why is that, bro? Yeah, I don't know. But corrupting talk is a very broad statement, corrupting talk. Because if I can condense that verse to just the curse words, and I don't use profanity... I mean, that verse clear. ain't talking to me. Yeah, that verse ain't talking to me. That yeah. verse ain't talking to me. Right. You know oh, come on, dog. So, but when you unpack this verse, when he says, let no corrupting talk come out of your mouth, but only such as is good for building up as fits the occasion that it may give grace to those who hear. So the person that murmurs and complains and gossips and gripes and backbites and all those things can look at that verse and say, well, that's not that's not talking to me because I'm not saturating this conversation with expletives. But no, 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 no. You're still 
this this corrupting talk is more about destruction. Right. It's tearing down. It's 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 not built. It's the opposite of building up. Okay? Right. Yeah, so those exactly. who are gossiping without expletives are corrupt. Are are talking in a corrupt way. One hundred percent. Mm-hmm. I agree. And, which again is is a condition of the heart. So it's revealing whether it may be jealousy, entitlement, or or whatever the case may be. Those things are being verbalized. They're just not being verbalized in an expletive way. Yeah. Right. And, and sometimes, again, when we're talking about those types of words that people tend to look at and say, those are the bad words, words are words. It's all in how you yeah. use them. Yeah. And in context. Yeah. It's all in how you use them. Who determines what's a good word and what's a bad word? Yeah, because what's, what's considered a curse word, quote unquote, in the English language <clears throat> is not a curse word in other languages. Correct. So it's really contextual. So this is all about giving grace to those who hear. Now, when when I, I've, I've been a part of three church plants, and, and and in every one of those, I asked for ragamuffins, and I wanted to, to reach those who have maybe been de-churched or uh, had not been churched at all and had not had a relationship with Christ. And, you know, when they come around you, you, you want them to be themselves. Right. It's not like Jesus never heard a curse word. Can we just <clears throat> say that? Right, yeah, talk, for sure. Talk, talk. He, he, he brought in a tax collector and a bunch of fishermen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure there were some loose words at times. For sure. Okay. Peter was pretty loose with his words. He was so loose with his words that Jesus called him the devil and said, get behind me. <laughs> so I'm sure sitting around the fire, eating fish sandwiches, out on the boats and things like that, when the waves start cracking and the boat starts sinking, somebody's saying something. Yeah. Facts. I mean, what do you think Peter said when he when he when he fell? <laughs> Jesus is <laughs> walking at, on water. He's at you know parties. He he's he's hanging around with sinners. He's he's hearing things. So stop being so offended. Stop being so clothed in self righteousness and spirituality that you can't be around somebody who says the f word. Right. Yeah. yeah. You know. I mean, again, I, nah, they don't need to say it on. like Little Wayne. Yeah. But right. Right. Let right. people be themselves. And so. When people started coming to Imago Day, when they got excited, they were like, F yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> right. Somebody got a job, somebody <laughs> and got I ain't mad at it at all. And I'm so, not gonna so correct F, them. Yeah, that that's so cool, man. I'm so right. grateful. I'm so proud. I'm so glad that you know, that God blessed you that way. Mm-hmm. Okay. To me that's not a that's not corrupt talk. That right. Not bother me. Right. No, yeah, that's exactly. that's actually being used to build up and encourage. Right, right. right which yeah. is the, the opposite same of corrupt could be talk. Enough, they said, you know, F you I'm, you know, why did you get that promotion? And I didn't, me? right? Yeah. Now, get, now we're now we're corrupt. Right. Now we're, now we're not giving grace to those who hear. We're right. Not, exactly. We're not building up and things like that. I agree. Colossians three, but now you must put this man is so gifted, y'all. All of them, he's so gifted. <laughs> Stop. I'm Colossians, so glad he's my pastor. Come Colossians on, keep going, bro. Three. Now put them all away. Anger, wrath. Now, how many angry Christians out there? A lot. They're angry about way too many. They're yeah, angry bro. about gas prices. Angry about everything. They're angry about this. They're angry about that. They don't mind expressing all that anger. Right. right. But scripture tells us to put away anger. Okay? That's crazy. Wrath, malice, slander, which is talk. What passage right? is this, bro? Because you kind of rocking Colossians me right 3, now. Colossians, Colossians 3, 3 right, verses 8 through 10. Because you're punching my head now, off right now. There's a lot of slander within Christian community. 
Yeah, don't for say. sure. I've been slandered for what we're doing right. Right, we one hundred percent consistently. Slandered. I get slammed. I, I get my salvation called into question. I get my character called into question. I yep. get my my calling called into question. It is what it is. So Paul is telling the church to put those things away, but he also says an obscene talk from your mouth. Now we gotta we gotta stop there for a second, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, because I'm gonna get into Ephesians five in a minute. But when when we're talking about taming the tongue, we got to talk about dudes and locker room talk. Locker room like talk. That. I was right. gonna say that. Yeah, yeah. You gotta you gotta talk we about gotta, locker room. talk. We gotta get into locker room talk, which is sinful. Right. You know, which um, we got to be careful about how we communicate guy things to other guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even other, even in a in a safe place of other Christians, we got to be careful about right. how we communicate those a, things. A safe place to be yourself is not a license to just say anything. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Correct. And so he says to put those things away, <clears throat> and do not lie to one another. No, we don't like to talk about that. No, we talk. We call the good lies the white lies. Right, mm-hmm. but a lie is a lie. A lie is a lie. You know, even no matter how big or small, a, even a half truth is a lie. Half right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Lie. So yep. We we kind of gloss over that, and we 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 talk more about wrath and malice and and obs- obscenities and things like that, and we want to maximize those and minimize the lies because. We don't want to talk about those, yeah. right? Because we know right. deep down inside we lie all the freaking time. And yeah, I said, freaking. I heard it. <laughs> we're, we're so proud of you, Chris. I'm so I, effing I, proud of you. I bro. taped the tongue on that one. <laughs> he did. He did. So, do not lie to one another, seeing that you have put off the old self with its practices. So, all of those things that Paul just listed are associated with the former self before Christ and before grace. Before gospel transformation, mm-hmm. right? and let me—I want to—I want to add one little thing in there. This is for free. Let that let that praise be as loud as that critique. Hundred percent, right? Because as quick as you critique someone for the language they use or how they speak to people, make sure you be just as quick mm-hmm. to praise them when you see that they're working on it. Right. Go ahead, keep going. I just had, so, that was for free. I had to throw that in there. <laughs> and have put on the new self, which is being renewed. <laughs> And knowledge after the image of its creator. So again, our grace journey is a crawl. It's not a sprint. I wouldn't even call 100%. it a marathon. It's nah, a crawl. Yeah. It's a lifelong it's a journey. Bro. It's a lifelong. And so <clears throat> God continues to, and as we talked about on the Spiritual Growth Podcast, the more that the gospel takes root in our lives, the more conscious we are of how we're communicating, how we're verbalizing context, who we're talking to, what we're talking about, and things like that. Because you want to give grace to those who hear, whether it be a, a lost person, a, a born-again Christian, a close brother or sister in Christ, a de-churched person or whatever. Context is you want to, you want to offer something to build them up, mm. right? Yes. Which means that that conversation needs to be rooted in love for the other person and saturated with grace. And seasoned right. with salt, as Paul For would sure. also say in Colossians. On the money. Right. So uh, in Ephesians 5, 4, um, and this one, this one hits. This one hits for, for men. Um, Let there be no filthiness, nor foolish talk, nor crude joking, which are out of place, but instead let there be thanksgiving. Let that breathe for a little bit. Yeah. Because, again, we're all, we all have that tendency to fall into that fleshly 
testosterone-driven trap of just foolish talk and crude joking. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and somebody in the in that situation has got to call time out and say this is this is not right. This ain't the move, man. Right. This ain't the yep. move. This isn't. This is unbecoming. Uh, uh, of a man of God, this is unbecoming of a call to walk in holiness. So we we got to be real careful because that again the the idea that words are words is it, it, true and context does matter. But we tend to we tend to to gravitate towards in those fleshly moments when we're around the the wrong people to find entertainment in the very things that nailed Jesus to the cross. And, and, and we got to be careful with the obscenities and we got to be careful with the foolish talk and the crude joking because Boy. it's because Paul said it's out of place. Right, yeah. right. It's, um, it's unbecoming of a believer to men don't talk crude about your wife in front of other men. No, nah, yeah, that's crazy. Now, that, that, if that's you do that crazy. around me, bro, I'm, I'm definitely check you, calling man. you out, I'm bro. You, 100%. I'm or don't talk crude about that other woman because your wife's not around. Right. And you think you can get away with it. Right. Ooh. That's the hard one. Mm-hmm. That's the hard one. And, and, and on and on and on this goes with that because then I know that, you know, that's not unique only to men, but we are men. Yeah. Um, so because we can, I've we, heard some women say some crazy. Oh, yeah. Right, women right, right. Room. They talk got to? locker room talk. Yeah, they dude. do. They got Fifty Shades of Grey talk. Yeah. Right. They, they, they got that. So. So when we're talking about taming the tongue, I mean, obviously, it's kind of all-encompassing in terms of what does our conversation look like and and how does it give grace to those who hear? How how encouraging is it? How is it is it building up in, in that moment um, as it fits the occasion that yeah. Paul talked about, you know, which is the challenge and the conviction? Yeah, I mean, you know, uh, Sam Alberry in his commentary on James 3, he says that one of the marks of an authentic Christian uh, in terms of their behavior is, con- is control of speech. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, this topic in general, just the idea of having self-control, and you've kind of been, you've been hammering that into the men mm-hmm. since I've, you know, been under your leadership. Mm-hmm. And that's really convicted me in the past couple of years, mm-hmm. just hearing you talk like that. Because as men, we need to hear that, man. People in general need to hear that, but especially men, man, we mm-hmm. need to hear that. Like, you know, you you always, you know, talk about how, you know, one of the fr- fruit of the spirit is self-control. Self-control, yep. And, and that's all-encompassing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, man. It's I, knowing when to say when here. It's knowing when to say when here. You know, it's control. Yeah. It's, it's self-control. Yeah. It's knowing it's not going after that third piece of cheesecake. You right. Know, it's self-control. It, it's self-control and, and letting your eyes wander, your conversation getting loose, your words getting loose. Or, you know, Calvin even also said that I consider looseness of words uh, no different than looseness of bowels. Mm. So John Calvin was the first one to Dang. say that Ooh. dude has diarrhea of the mouth. Right. God. Dang. Calvin said Whoa. that. Whoa. Oh, Calvin oh going gosh. off like that, bro. <laughs> my, my, my. Savage. Dude, that, I love that. I love that, man. Um, I have a quote by Ray Ortland here. Uh, love Ray. Yeah, I love Ray Ortland, man. Um, side note if you are someone that struggles with. Uh, pornography. He has a great book on pornography. Mm-hmm. It is a great book. Um, it's a jewel. I recommend it often. Um, <clears throat> but he has a quote. He says, horizontally, 
Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Proverbs 18, 21. Mm -hmm. The temptation is to think, but I'm not doing anything. It's only words. But words alone can bring a government down or establish peace, destroy a marriage or renew hope, crush a child's sense of worth or lift him to confidence and joy, unify a church or splinter it into angry factions, mm -hmm. send a soul to hell or to heaven. When we observe carefully the impact of our words, we see why God cares so intensely about them. Mm -hmm. Oh, I like that. That was good. They're destructive. I mean, James 3 just talked about that, yeah. mm -hmm. about how destructive our words can be. Yeah. So they're, it's, it's never just words. Never. Um, Jess was telling me earlier, we called her when I left work, and, and we were just talking, and something came up about some friends of ours who <clears throat> married a couple and had gotten into an argument, and both said some things that in the moment they probably didn't mean and things like that. And I want to caution us by saying that anger, Scripture tells us in, a, in Ephesians 4, be angry and do not sin. Mm -hmm. So there are times and moments where your anger may be justified, but most of the time it's not. Right. Yeah. And what we, what we tend to do is feel like that because we're angry about something, our words... We get a pass on them. You read my mail. I'm guilty as charged. We're, we get a pass on them. Yeah. And what happens is we want to, when the dust settles and we reconcile and things like that. And uh, But if that is a pattern of behavior, uh, first of all, that's we're, we're not showing growth in the spirit. And right. We're not showing self-control in those moments because it, there are times when it's okay to be angry. Mm -hmm. For sure. For sure. But it's never okay to... Allow that anger to control your speech, and and to belittle, to condemn, and, and or, or to curse, or to do any of those things that we tend to do because we feel in those moments that we're justified, and because we think that our anger is justified, we think that our words are justified, and they're not. Right, and and, and that that kind of goes, Amen, you know, hand in hand. Amen. You know, the way that I that I think of it is, you know, when you get angry with your spouse or anyone and you become loose with words and you say stuff that you don't mean and you you let it take control of yourself that is essentially like drinking too much of this you you become drunk of anger exactly so you know you drink too much alcohol you become drunk now you're not yourself you're not acting christ like you're not thinking like you're supposed to you're not doing what you're supposed to mm -hmm. same thing with anger whenever you get mad you think that Oh, I'm I'm mad. This stuff just spews out. Well, it doesn't. If you have the Holy Spirit, you have this fruit of the Spirit to to calm that down, to get your mental right, to do what you're supposed to do, even in that time. But we can't do that on our own strength. That's why we rely on the Holy Spirit strength mm -hmm. to guide us through that. Yeah, and I'll tell on myself here, man. Like you know, just growing up in my context, like it was a flex to say whatever you want, whenever you want. It was a flex. Well, that's the American way. It was, was celebrated. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's yeah. become virtuous in our society now. Well, at least I'm being honest, and I'm doing. I'm just telling you what I think. This and the other. That doesn't give you a right to be an a hole. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Facts. Yeah, <coughs> Not I mean, at all. That's never okay. Yeah. So it's no. it's more of a it's more of a flex to have self control. Right. One of the things that God has taught me the last several years is, um, I don't have. Jess tells me I have the patience of Job. I would slightly disagree with that, but I do feel like that God has 
given me a significant amount of patience. But God suffers long, which means he is patient. And Scripture tells us that love is patient and fruit of the Spirit is patience. Right. But even God's patience runs out. <laughs> right. Um, and so there are times and moments where um, even on a human level our patience will run out. And what we do in those moments will determine where our hearts are. Yeah. I heard growing up, and it was drilled into my head over and over and over by my mom, whom I love, and she she really just she's one of the strongest women of faith that I've, I've ever known. And But she always said, actions speak louder than words. And as I grew, I began to understand that, right? Yeah, facts. What you do means more than what you say. Right. Because you can just say anything. Yeah. But if it's not backed up by actions, it's just it's just empty talk. For sure. Right. Well, as I grew and I began to study and, and, and have these types of conversations that we're having now, what what God began to reveal to me was that reactions speak louder than actions and words. Right. Yeah, for Ooh. sure. Meaning reactions in that moment speak. where someone just completely nah, just comes bro. after you and ticks you off mm-hmm. or you've had a long day at work and all of a sudden you're dealing with crazy family crap at home as soon as you walk in the door – how are you reacting to that situation? Right. It says more about you because actions can be somewhat, not necessarily staged, but you can work on those. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, reaction is in the moment. And that, that, takes and some, moment. that takes some real spiritual guidance to, to react a certain way. It takes a lot of way. spiritual growth. And yeah, yeah, you got to. Walking in the spirit moment by moment. Because you can get caught completely off guard and react in such a way that may reveal some unresolved anger that you haven't dealt with. And that's, I want to say something on that real quick before we get off that. Before we get off that, this subject of of reacting, um, I had a problem with that for a long time when it came to me and Carly, and I still stumble. You know, I still I'm not perfect by no means, and I still mess up all the time. Um, but I had a real bad problem with that is, you know, we would get into an argument or something like that. And, you know, my reaction to that would be just like shutting down, not talking no more. Hey, I'm not talking about it. You know, it was, it was bad. And then, you know, finally, like, and I prayed and Carly prayed for me. Mm-hmm. And and that's what got me. She actually came in the room one day when Brand whenever after dude after we after Brand we had just heart. talked we had just Brand talked she came in there and she was like go to the prayer room and I was like nah I'm good and she was like yo she was like she was like hey she was like nah for real go in the prayer room right so I was like all right bro so I went and sat down and I was just like I'm just gonna sit here bro. I'm mad right now, you know. Like, I'm irritated. I come back out. Dude, I come back out, bro, and the Holy Spirit just raped me, started crying. And, you know, telling her, you know, I apologize or whatnot. But the reason for me telling this story like that is just your reaction is something that you can control. Don't don't sit here and say that, well, I just can't help myself, but you can. And I am a prime example of that because for a long time, that's what I used to tell my wife every time that happened. I just can't help it. It just happens. No, it doesn't. Because there's a point when you grow spiritually and you actually pray to get help, and the Holy Spirit will work in you to now, right before you react, the Holy Spirit's going to say, yeah. wait, mm-hmm. yeah, hold you, on. Exactly. When you, when and that's when you fix it, is that hold on moment. Right. You need that breath. You need that 
Holy Spirit strength to tell you to hang on before you say that. That's right. Think about what you're about to say. And I'm, I'm grateful for how God has kind of worked uh, over the years in my heart in those moments because that hasn't always been the case. Mm-hmm. And, and no one gets that right 100% of the time. That's what James 3 says. But I don't like to, to, to talk when I'm angry because I know that I'm going to say some things that may not be guided by the Holy Spirit, that may right. be guided more by my fleshly anger. Uh, even if it's righteous anger, it may not be coming out in the right way. It may be coming out in a fleshly way. I mean, right. And I think even the Apostle Paul struggled with that. Oh, yeah, bro. That's have you probably heard? Why we oh, have, foolish Galatians. That's probably why we don't have 3rd <laughs> Corinthians. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> that's why that one got yeah. lost. His patience <laughs> ran out. <laughs> what do you think he was saying to himself when he wrote, oh, foolish Galatians? Right. And so, but... I'm, just um, saying. The, the I'm pe- sure it wasn't that, pleasantries. Yeah, nah, people nah, that nah. know me and know me well... I'm a pretty open book. When, you know, it's hard for me to hide my emotions and things like that. And but he cries I'm, a if lot. If I'm extreme, yeah, I do cry a lot. He's but made me if, cry a lot. If um if I'm if I'm really quiet, there's people a lot of times that know me and know me well think that I'm upset about something. Even at work, like Chris, you're not talking. What's up? You you mad about something? Um, and and I had that conversation with someone in my office the other day. And Jess and I have the conversation often and things like that because she'll tell me. If, if, especially when I was dealing with teenagers or, you know, dealing with even church people, dealing with work or whatever, and she says, hey, I'm, there's a conversation that we need to have. Um, I don't want you to necessarily say anything right now. I just want you to know. And what she's doing is giving me time because she knows that if I immediately react, sometimes it might not. I need time to chew and process, and I don't need to talk right now. And I know but that that's you a spiritual discipline, and you really are keeping it real with that because there has been multiple times where mm-hmm. First Lady Jess, I call her First Lady, <laughs> uh, for the people that you know maybe new here, uh, but you know Jess, she is very good about that because there has been multiple times where she's called me something is going on because she knows she know i'm your right hand you know so she'll call me hey don't say anything yet Mm -hmm. here's what's going on Mm -hmm. and she she's very good about that because she knows Mm -hmm. me yeah she knows me she knows that she always says that yeah and that's legit um and to get dialed in and tuned in with the holy spirit because not everything deserves a reaction Mm-hmm. Wow, and that, and it takes wisdom to know that. It takes wisdom. Nah, to know yeah, that for real though. We feel so entitled to be heard yeah. in those moments because we get overcome with frustration or anger or whatever. And again, sometimes that frustration and anger may be justified. Mm-hmm. It, it, it very. I'm not. I'm not dismissing that at all. But yeah, a bad reaction is never justified. Yeah. Correct. And, and so I don't need to talk right now. Right. I don't need to react right now. Let me chew on this. Let Give me, me process a minute. this. Give me a minute. Let me let me get dialed in with the Holy Spirit so that I'm not reacting in a fleshly way. And you know, that's something that, that me and Carly do is if we are we always say you're going to the next level. That's how we judge it, right? That's that's our little thing. And now, you know, if, if we're ever arguing, y'all, I'm letting it fly. Oh yeah, yeah. 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 That, that's, that's completely right. different. We're gonna get it all <laughs> out. That's completely different. We 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 lay in the hammer down, bro. <laughs> then I'm gonna dial it back. That's why you call us that's why you call us <laughs> Right, <not> facts. <laughs> but yeah, me and Carly, man, we do that, you know, we'll get into like an you know, just a debate or an argument or something and one of us will get to that next level, you know, just get a little bit, you know, too much. And immediately, you know, one of us, this is what we do now to help is like, hey, you know what? 
why don't you go in there? I'm going to sit in here. Just take like five minutes or so, and then let's gather back together. Yeah. And you know, this happened actually on G3. So when we were at G3, you guys were downstairs. I went to talk to Carly. Me and Carly had just a little bit of an argument up there. Not nothing bad or nothing. But she was like, babe, why don't you go take five minutes? And I was like, no, 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 not this time. I don't need five I minutes. Got some stuff to say. No. I got some stuff to say. Hey, <laughs> hey, you know what, though? King Kong no, ain't hey, got nothing on me. <laughs> hey, but for real, it was... It was a good one though. This was this was this wasn't a reaction badly. This was it literally like the Holy Spirit was was in me and I, and I felt the Holy Spirit in this conversation when I said that because I was like, "You know what? No. I don't need 5 minutes. I'm going to fix it now. I don't want 5 minutes. I'm good." Let's talk about this. I want this to end. We're at G3. You know, we're having a great time. I know you've been struggling today, but I want to help you. I'm sorry for what I said a second ago, but I don't need no time. I'm good. But it was just it was just go. funny, you know. Yeah. I was trying to you know, it was it was cool, man, but that's what that's that's something that me and her try to do is, you know, give each other five, six minutes, five, ten minutes or whatever man, it may you know, be. And the thing is, you know, if you say if you if you call yourself a Christian and you know, you um you say, Well, you know, I, I can't control myself, you know, that you you're saying you don't have the paraclete. Right. You don't have the paraclete. You know, you you're saying you don't have the that's, you know, that's the you Greek. You know you ain't got the helper, bro. Yeah, that's the Greek for the Holy Spirit. Like you yeah. but you're saying you don't have the paraclete. Like, you know, when you when you say, you know, I always be throwing just, big words, man. This is who I am. You could have just said Holy Spirit. My bad. My bad. It's my that's how my brain <laughs> been, is wired. He been his logos too much today. Logos. But no Cheers, logos. Yes, sir. Right, you know, facts. but but seriously though, like a sign of the Holy Spirit is having self-control. Correct. So if you consider yeah, yourself sure. a Christian, but you, you're you a loose cannon, then you need to sit down, number one. You need to check your heart. You need to check yourself. Yeah, there's a lot of heart checking that needs to go on. And, and at times, you know, I can I can be that guy. And But again, I'm, I'm really grateful for the work of the Holy Spirit in, 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 in my heart in that way because... There's, there's way too many, and again, we're so westernized and we're so Americanized in our faith that sometimes we assimilate virtuous things and culture into the church, which aren't virtuous at all. And right. the, the, self-aggrandized, the self-aggrandizing boasting and, and well, I'm, I'm going to say what I have to say and just whatever happens, happens. You know, you're not reading your Bible. No, you're not. Right. And you're not practicing you know, walking by the Spirit and walking yeah. in the Spirit. Um, yeah, you don't get to put a muzzle on the Holy Spirit. Well, Jesus yeah. turned over tables. Okay, that's fair. Well, let me come turn over some of your tables. Right. If you want to open that door, let's open the freaking door. Right. Come on. Let's, but like, why did some, he do it, though? Yeah, you got to like, read that in context, you ain't bro. Got a, you act like you ain't got some tables need to be turned over. Right. Anytime Jesus so maybe was, come over there. Anytime right. Jesus you know was saying? angry, he was justified because right. it's holy. That's, yeah, holy. that's he the thing. Perfect. Yeah, perfect. You know, and again, not everything deserves a reaction. You know, well, they said this about me. Okay, does that necessarily deserve a reaction? Right. Yeah. Well, they, they insulted me. Does that deserve yeah. a reaction? You know, Jesus suffered in silence. Uh, and, and, and at the right time, he had some things to say to Pilate. Right. Um, but again, within, within the church and with, within church culture, we, we have this tendency to just demand a voice to be heard to voice the very things that Scripture tells us not to do, which is murmuring and complaining. Yeah, right, for sure. You know, and, and so we just got to be careful and 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 really kind of check ourselves with our entitlement, with our jealousy, 
with our with our envy, with our covetousness, yeah. uh, and, and 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 all the different things that that we feel in those moments. We we need some really quick heart checks on those things, right. and that's yeah. a day by day, moment by moment practice of walking in the Spirit, so that the Spirit can continue to drive into us Christ, which is humility. Uh, and, and and self-control and, and all those different things and grace and you want to give the grace to those who hear even the person who insulted you right you know you're still trying to give grace to those who hear and, and, and in that moment trying to redeem the situation and not attack the person right right because that is an image bearer of God even whether they're lost or not they're still an image bearer of God and so you and I remember just one time because you know I have my moments. You know where I want to be petty, and I, I don't exercise it. But at, you know, at home with first lady, it's a little safe place, and so I'm, right. I'm venting about a situation, and she says to me, because she has such a high view and a high expectation of me, and sometimes it's really unfair, but it's good. It's good for me. It's good for accountability. Right. <laughs> she says she hit you with that James three one treatment. With, she hit me with Chris. I expect you to be the bigger person. And my response to her is, that's why I lift weights, so I can be the bigger person. Right. I try to be the bigger person spiritually right now. <laughs> I'm lifting so I can be the bigger person. I know that's um, right. And so, but, but she was wise in that moment. But she, you know, again, not everything deserves a reaction. But if you're going to react, react in a godly spiritual way to redeem the situation. And, and you can do one of two things. You can actually redeem the situation and, and, and let your light shine to that person. Right. Or right. you can heap coals on their head. React right. in a godly way to redeem the situation? There's just oh, way too many Christians who aren't, who aren't who aren't eager for that mm-hmm. because they're too worried about their feelings and their emotions and and, and yeah. you know your heart's not you got to make sure your heart's in check and in tune with the Holy Spirit before you engage in that conversation with that reaction. Yeah, and as yeah, Christians, we're sure. taming the tongue. And as Christians, we have every reason to do so. Correct. You know, the preacher and me. Called to do you so. know, I gotta, I gotta ask you, Chris. You know. You know, as we kind of uh, get to the end of this episode, how does the gospel impact the, this very topic that we're discussing in terms of how we talk, how we react, you know, our words? <clears throat> well, the gospel impacts everything. Facts. For and, sure. And it should impact the whole of your life, including your conversation and your reaction. So if I understand the gospel, the gospel is I'm a sinner saved by grace. Facts. Yeah. Yep. And so that anything that good, anything good that comes out of me comes from God. That doesn't come from me. The gospel didn't didn't allow me to tap into my inner self righteousness to per, to parade it in my sanctification. Mm-hmm. Uh, the gospel demands that I continue to understand that I was poor in spirit, and and you know that I have nothing to offer God. I'm spiritually bankrupt, and that there's nothing good here, and that. Once God regenerates me and saves me, anything good that comes out of me comes from him. He has imputed me the righteousness of Christ in my justification and in my salvation. And he is imparting to me the righteousness of Christ in my justification and in my grace journey so that he is continuing to conform me into the image of his son. Right. And with that comes the call to discipleship and the call to walk in holiness and to the call to walk worthy of the gospel, which I've been called. Come on. And part of that is how I relate to other people and what comes out of my mouth, especially in those heated, difficult moments. 
It's easy to do that when you're just engaging with a person that you like. Mm. It's easy to do that with a brother or sister in Christ. It's easy to do that on Sunday morning where everybody's super saved. Right. Super. But it's harder to do that on Monday morning when that coworker's Ain't lying. Or you're in, or, or whatever. When, when nothing seems to be going right, right in your life, and and or you're in that heated moment with your spouse, or when you're trying to rear your children. Again, I I, I love Jessica. Is such a godsend to me. But when you know, Scout and Jackson are both graduated now, so I worry about them in different ways, and the dynamic of the relationship has changed. But when we got together, they were eight years old, and so they were just going into. They were finishing elementary school, going into middle school. So we got middle school and high school with two teenagers. And, you know, there were moments where she would text me or call me to let me know what was going on to prepare me when I got home. So that I don't walk in the door blinded, blindsided by, because she knows what's going to happen. Right. Chris Hall's about to lose it and unload, and he's going to take out his M80 and mow everybody down. <laughs> and there are times where that's necessary. Right. But you have to be in tune with the Spirit to know when those times are necessary. Right. right. And, and again, so it, it is a gospel issue. The more that I understand the gospel, the more I understand myself. And I understand that I am a sinner saved by grace, and I don't get to parade any sort of righteousness um, of my own accord. Wow. And so the gospel affects everything. And in order for our tongues to be tamed, our heart has to be transformed. Right. I, I love that, bro. And I, and I want to I wanna add something to... Well, you're ministering to me right I now. I want to add something to, to the gospel act, aspect you, of this. Um, I was actually watching a sermon today um, that Stephen Lawson was preaching. Love the guy, dude. He's he's says a lot of good mm-hmm. things. He's doing a lot for the kingdom, man. Um, he's solid dude, solid dude. Um, but he was preaching on Ephesians two verses one through ten. Ooh. But one through four is the one is the part where I want to talk Shows about that. Breath. Yeah, you know, like, and and I want to share the story that he shared in that in that sermon. Of he was in his seminary class, and his professor was you know talking or whatnot, and he was giving a lecture, and his professor asked the question, "What can a dead man do?" And Stephen Lawson, he was like, he was like, you know, I'm sitting here and I'm waiting for one of the classmates to say something, and finally, someone in the back says, "Stink." Right? <laughs> what can a dead man do? Stink. And the reason I say this is going to the gospel because we were dead in our trespasses. We were a corpse, you know. We see in other language, right? So he was talking about that because we were we were dead. We were spiritually dead. So he was saying, what can a dead man do? You can't do anything. So any good that comes from you doesn't come from you. It comes from Christ in you because you were dead in your trespasses, which means exactly. you couldn't do anything. Mm. Without Christ, we can't do anything good. We can't project anything good. We can't have self-righteousness. We can't have any of this stuff without Christ because right. we were dead. All we could do was stink. That was crazy. That was just an awesome story. I loved the way he kind of did how he told that story and talked about it as the gospel. Man, that was it was really cool. You know, we we were we were spiritually dead and a corpse before God showed his his grace and gave us mercy, undeserving, unmerited, and we were able to to be glorified through Christ in us. Which was well, I just think awesome. That that's why the command in scripture is to for for those who have experienced grace to work 
to give grace to those who hear. Right. And, and, and again, even in those difficult moments, is is how am I going to respond in this situation so that whoever is hearing me will hear grace? Right. Yeah. You know what? Amen. I'm gonna I'm gonna apply it to my life like this week. I'm I'm gonna start. I like how you worded that. Mm-hmm. Like y'all both just you know worded that 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 really spoke to me. How can I respond in this situation that will show grace? Mm-hmm. I like that, man. And there are times That's again dope, where bro. where harsh words are necessary, yeah. right? Um, we see that throughout the scriptures. I mean, prophets, apostles, you know, and even Jesus used hyperbolic language to to drive home a message. Now he didn't do that in an Eminem way or a yeah. Lil Wayne way, but yeah, he wasn't loosely. He right. it wasn't loosely. And one of the one of the classes I took in seminary was uh, I took a few hermeneutics class, but. One of the hermeneutic classes that I took was taught by uh, Dr. Charles Quarles. And I had never heard anyone, ever, whether it be a pastor, uh, professor, any anyone, speak with such, like, surgical precision. Mm. Like, like there was never a wasted word with him. Wow. He was so in tune with with the scriptures and the spirit and his knowledge and wisdom was obvious. It was obvious. It was a gift in his life, and he spoke in a way. And I just remember just thinking, "Man, I want that." Right. <laughs> I right. want to speak with surgical precision, That's where incredible. there's no loose. I think just, that, what a bro. testimony. There's no loose words. There's no wasted words. There's there's just. That's the precision. goal. I need, I need to start praying that. Yeah, that's yeah. the I goal. That's the goal. I like that. That's, and, that's the dream. When y'all told me that we were having this podcast and we're talking about taming the tongue, I mean, obviously my mind goes in a lot of different directions, but that was one place that it went. Right. It was Dr. Charles Quarles in New Orleans at New Orleans Seminary. I mean, this dude spoke. And I think that something that our people, you know, the listeners, and, and I'm talking about myself here as well, is like, ask yourself, what are you known for? Mm-hmm. When people you know, think about you, how you speak, or the things you post, Mm -hmm. what do people think about? Right. You know, are you a woe is me person? Mm -hmm. Are you a person that speaks and always complaining? Um, Victimhood, Mm -hmm. angry, right? backbiting, pettiness, Mm -hmm. gossip, gossip, you know, Spreading rumors. Attention sinking. Mm -hmm. You know, like seeking, you know, like really ask yourself, what are you known for? And Mm -hmm. if it is anything shy of someone that has been transformed by the power of the gospel and that is controlled by the Holy Spirit, you need to, you know, go pray. Yeah, you need to check yourself. Spend some time on your your knees. Check your heart. Yeah, a heart check isn't done once a year. It's, it's done, done every day, day bro. It's, it's done, done every day. It's not done. Yeah, uh, multiple times a day, a day man. Multiple you you got to consistently check your heart, man, and and check yourself on what's going on. I mean, the the goal of the Christian is to be more Christ-like. The goal of the Christian is to let people see Christ in you and work through you. We are to decrease so that He can increase in us, and we can't do that if we if we say that we don't have we don't have self control. Correct. It's impossible. <laughs> um, you guys got anything else, man? It's good, man. And that was awesome. That that was that was awesome. It, it that went really, really good. 
I really enjoyed that conversation, uh, you know, about too. that. It convicted me a lot on yeah. things that I want to work on. Super um, convicted me. Yeah, yeah, Super. bro. And I, I'm honestly like, that's that's one reason why we do this podcast is because while we're getting convicted up here, man, and we're doing this lo- like fresh, this you know, like, this time, is real, like, time. real time. Of course, you guys aren't seeing it. This isn't like a live stream, but like this is fresh on what we're talking about. I, like you, which I'm going to start putting notes down. So I can I can have some receipts, but I literally don't even like my phone is off. Like I I don't even have notes. Like I'm just piggybacking straight off of these guys, man. And um and th- these are legit conversations, and and I absolutely love it. Uh, these are Holy Spirit led, and it's been so good, man. Man, thank you guys so much for tuning into the episode today. If you've made it this far to the end, thank you so much for just watching the whole video through and hanging out with us today. Um, soon, you guys, for the people that stay to the end, we will have merch coming out soon. As you can see, merch. we got the Barreled and Truth hats on. My man's got, got the... He, he ain't got, got nothing you. yet, but we'll, we'll get him. We couldn't Sarah, find a Sarah, shirt in his size. In Florida State, they just beat Clemson. Cool. <laughs> But uh, yeah, yeah. But we got we got the merch. We got some hats. We got shirts. We got collar shirts too. Uh, We're trying to get everything set up right now with some connections we made at G three. So merch will be dropping pretty soon. Um, Be be on the lookout for that. Again, you guys can check us on any of the um, social media platforms. Um, Come come check us out. Come hang out with us. Come talk to us. If you guys are in the upstate and want to hang out, shoot us a message. We can definitely meet up and do something. That'd be awesome. So thank you guys so much for tuning in today. I hope you all have a wonderful, wonderful rest of your week. And as always, keep drinking bourbon, keep smoking cigars, and keep reading your Bibles. We'll catch y'all in the next one. Peace. Peace. And everything we talk about be buried in the truth. Yeah. Everywhere we move. And everything we talk about be buried in the truth. Yeah.